Gates, Chapter 1. In the River Trap Casino, somewhere in the world, men sit around a table, surrounded by onlookers. Out they came, ladies and gents, pressed and dressed, lavish and looking their best. Nearly six men were locked in battle for hours, as the stakes rose ridiculously, raising eyebrows around the room as lips licked, in anticipation of what would come next. The room around them had a well-rounded feel of wealth. It was plush and full of wannabe pimps, players, pretenders and peacocks. They wore dinner jackets with bow ties, little black dresses, high heels and Hugo Boss. Half-baked, they couldn't wait for it all to unfold before their eyes. Dylan was sat like a well-known cat in a plain, crisp, white shirt with silver cufflinks. A red poker chip rolled over and over on itself across a black silk cloth on a round table. Six men, well, almost, sat with their cards in their hands, watching the chip spin across the table as it crashes into the pile of others in the centre, clicking and ticking its way higher and higher, like a basketball caught between falling in the hoop or just falling off. Up on tiptoes, a small crowd lent in with mouths agasp, only to get a better view of the man who spun the red chip, Dylan. He was a good-looking man and easy on the eye. Yellow, blue, orange, black, and finally settling dead centre on the top of a big, big pile. Dylan's red chip splashed down. It all amounted up to an obscene amount of money on the table. I fold, said Dylan. Whispers surround the table, but only for a moment, as they dissipate amongst the music and the chatter of the room, raising the stakes and folding... Some people just walked away and headed for the bar. With a content look, Dylan places his cards down, sliding them across the table, then stopping. With his hands still on his cards, he pauses, just to take in the music. All the while, the DJ faded out the last track from across the other side of the room, all the way to their corner table. Dylan looked up at the door on the other side of the room, slides his hand back across the soft silk table, leaving his cards and his chance at the pot behind. His smile grew. The clear upset he now so obviously introduced into the room erupts as the five people sat at the table with him move around in their seats nervously. What did he mean to do? Did he mean to stop this game? Had he given up? What was he thinking? The crowd's disappointment grew with more chatters and hoffs as Dylan just listened to the music course between the 70 people in the room all around. A blast of smoke hit the table, enveloping its contents as a cigar-smoking man emptied his lungs. Sat at the opposite side of the poker table to Dylan, he leans in and the last of the cigar smoke flows from his nostrils. As the cigar-smoking man leant into the table, Dylan played with one of his silver cufflinks, reflecting a spotlight square in the man's eye. Attempting to shrug off Dylan's obvious taunt, the cigar-smoking man moved his head looking at the other people at the table with him, then looking back at Dylan with a face like fizz. And with force, he said, Are you having a smash? Up went the table, flipping it into the air, sending the room into chaos. The other four people sitting at the table with him just managed to slide back, avoiding major damage. The table flips twice in the air, high and away from Dylan, smacking the cigar-smoking man on the back of the head, sending him flying in the opposite direction to the table. 
lit red smoldering pieces of ash fly from the cigar only to be split by the man's face as he flies through the air smoldering shards of red ash bounce from his face and his nose and going in his open mouth he is knocked out and goes limp flying through the air he slides across the floor coming to a stop at Dylan's feet in harmony with the table settling on the other side of the room next to the door but it wasn't blocked Dylan joins the other four men in standing as everybody else that wasn't in the room frantically makes their way to the exit slipping and sliding over drinks broken glass and standing on anybody not quick enough to avoid the rush just to get out Dylan shouts as the last of the 64 run from the room picking themselves up and swiftly making their way to the exit the door scrapes shut gripping the glass grit and gravel making for hard work what the usual easy task the heavy-weighted hydraulic door had. They were alone. With the closing of a door in a now nearly empty room ripped apart by Dylan's actions and the fleeing of innocence. The bar on one side of the room was empty where all the drinks were just left, half full, half empty. A bottle rolled over the side of the bar and headed to the floor and smash! And heavily looking at Dylan. All the while the cigar smoking man was laid out on the floor at Dylan's feet. They began to draw their looks deeper into Dylan's eyes and his ever-present smile. They stood sizing him up, looking him up and down, popping knuckles, clenching fists and resetting necks. Their bones cracked, launching themselves at Dylan, the three standing men attack, hungry to claim his hide. He would now play the hunter. These men were looking to claim his life. Wasting no time, the heavy set man slams Dylan to the deck with a fast right hook, following through so hard he stumbled and fell to the glass covered ground. As the other two men closed in, it left just one person standing at the table. A man dressed in drag with a shaven head, Japanese in origin, he was wearing fish neckties with a closely fitted flowery shirt unbuttoned below his chest, showing off a black bra wearing a black PVC miniskirt. He reached into his handbag, Suddenly. jumping over the top of the heavy set man, still on the floor, the first of the two men flew, cracking Dylan hard in the face with punches. Once, twice, then the second man, three, four punches, as blood flies from his knuckle when he pulls his hand back, ready for another hit, as a Stab to the gut cuts into the medley of men from a mammoth sized twelve from the heavy set man as he hauled himself up, removing what looked like a can of mace from his bag. As Dylan spat blood all over the floor, kicking it! As a slender fish legged kick, adorned with a high heel, slammed into Dylan's blooded face, knocking him to the ground and then sliding across the floor. Smash! Splitting and cracking a wooden chair, he only stopped sliding due to the wall and had what wind was left in him whipped from his lungs on impact with the wall. All the while, the cigar smoking man was just gathering himself up, feeling the burns on his face, spitting ash from his burning tongue. composes himself, looking down at the once crisp clean shirt. He shouts from his chest, KILL THAT FUCKING CAT! The large man sweeps in and picks Dylan up off the floor, scraping him off, lifting him up to a release of blood <laughs> as Dylan laughs. <laughs> SLAM! Back down to the ground he goes. The transvestite tries to cuff Dylan where he lay. The other two men helping all the while. Dylan pulls back his right arm just before they can get the pair on. The transvestite swings round the arm, carrying the thought to be can of mace. 
The transvestite takes aim and with a quick shake, he says, Try some acid, bitch. In a camp but tough voice, the first of the other two men dressed in Armani suits say, Not yet. And asks Dylan, What are you laughing at, corpse? Do you know who we are? The things that we've seen? The things we've done? They drooled, looking down at Dylan on the deck. He was the pulp fruit of their carnage. His red blood flowed from his face as the gang gathered surrounding him. They looked at one another and grinned. Fucking chump. Look at that face, man. And as Dylan, still laying on the floor, slams his hand out to the ground, darkness is cast. Making the room rumble as it fills with blackness. From Dylan, the room fills, shaking out darkness. Words of disbelief are muttered in a room only to be replaced by gulps of abatement in the blackness. The room was silent, as no man standing could see their hands before their eyes anymore. And building in the room... There was a growl coming from low and it grew. Feet slid back in the darkness through grit and broken glass, while an eerie yellow-green light shone in the center of the room of blackness. He was opening his eyes. You know why I've come. Your time is over here. Frightfully speaking from a now rising figure, bones begin cracking, resetting, changing, skin falling off. More blood is spilling off of him. While two eerie yellow and green lit eyes were still rising six feet, seven feet tall. They all stood in this unnatural darkness, all the while devoid Dylan Snapping his handcuffs in two with a heard but not seen show of brute strength, leaving one cuff attached to his wrist, he drops the other to the deck as he now towers, changed hairless, seal-like smooth skin, not that the others could see, his featureless face with glowing eerie yellow-green eyes ascended by the smallest of black dots. They followed the other man in the room with it. Outstretched his black fingers, cracking on both hands, with claws breaking his skin at his knuckles. Like a panther, his change was complete. A whimper from the room sobbed, and the large man spoke. Sorry, we didn't know what we were doing. You can't, you can't do it! I can! Dylan loudly interrupted, then he flicks out five thin silver threads from each hand. They flowed in and out, all five of the men, settling down between their legs, around their feet and across their shoes. They looked down through the darkness to see the silver threads flicker as they shone from the eerie yellow-green light in the middle of the room and this demonic figure's eyes. Focusing them, his now narrowed eyes coming to the point high at the side of his sleek head. The room was still so dark, these eyes towered in their center. He grips his hands to fist with lightning fast timing. The threads whistle, tightening, slicing flesh from bones, cutting feet from legs, whistling legs from bodies. A high heel flew through the air so fast, help with the weight of the fish netted, foot still in it. It stabbed its way into the eye of a cigar smoking man before two more whistles whipped his body left, flipping him right, finally grotting his head clean off. The heel still buried in his eye socket as it rolled, settling, finally thudding to a halt as the shoe slipped off the blooded heel. Boom! The can of acid explodes, covering the transvestite's arms and face, leaving him fitting and twitching, writhing and retching on the floor as he slides around in his own blood. 
that it had all been caught by threads so hot they would bubble their way through metal as blood splatters and torsos drop to the deck in the dark. Splatter after splash meets the streams of men falling to leave only one breathing. Walking towards the last of the men, still able to draw breath, the transvestite still bubbling in his own juices, the blackness broke about Devoid's eyes. His eyes were still like eerie new moons focused on their prey. Looking at him with his smooth, featureless face, he walked on the wooden floor with a thud. Click, 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 click. Thud. Click, 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 click. His sharp toenails went off the wooden floor. Thud. Click, 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 click. Thud. Click, click, click as Dylan takes two more steps closer. Taking a knee only so he could look closely at the last man, he could taste the metal with all the blood on the floor. Looking like he had just survived stepping on a landmine, the large man proudly held back the pain. Chattering his jaw, his left leg and right foot on the other side of the room, he grasped his left forearm where his hand used to be. He lets go only for a moment to flip the bird in defiance to this eerie yellow-eyed beast closing in before him. Fuck you. You will live, said the changed, devoided Dylan, placing his spider-like hands on his bleeding wounds, rising up through his body, getting brighter as it made its way to his hands. An orange lava-like light burned, sealing his wounds to a fleshy sizzle. Sure enough, through sheer pain, the man's eyes roll back in his head. He passes out from the pain. The chattering in his teeth stops. Our eerie yellow-green-eyed slayer now begins to carve a message in the chest of the heavy man with pointed fingernails. Nunst etem vides. Now do you see in Latin. Devoid rises to leave the room, pulling down the blackness all around him with every step back into his body as he gets closer to becoming the man who walked in the room. Leaving behind the slaughtered and the slayed for Sensei Shizuki, the club's owner, he begins to flicker the last of the blood from his dripping fingertips. The eerie glow vanishes from his eyes with just a blink. And both eyes gestate black. Step follows step as he sighs, falls, eyes and all. He kicks a broken bottle across the floor without even breaking stride. Sliding his hand across his bold, slick head, his own hair springs out as if it had just ran his fingers through it, though it wasn't there before. Finally grabbing his jacket from the stand by the door, his colour bleeds back into his own, returning him back. With his black eyes, the aftermath of what just happened was written all over his face. Taking the sleeve of his black jacket, he wipes the blood from his face. Leaving the room, he pulls the door handle to the sound of grit and glass, dragging under the struggling door. Dylan places each of his blood-soaked hands inside his pockets and has a feel for what he can find. Pushing the still-struggling door further open with his foot, with one hand he finds dark glasses to cover his black eyeballs. Then with the other pocket, he finds earbuds. Still standing in the doorway, he puts it all on, and he walks. Out into the city night, he walks the streets until something calls him back to where he belongs. Amongst the normal people out in the city that night, he could kill any of these people without even much of a thought or a care. 
He walks among them like a dog walking through a flock, though nothing could be further from the truth, as he smiles at a bunch of giggling girls looking and pointing at this well-presented, handsome man. His glasses on at night, almost dressed, all in black. He smiled, and they smiled back, covered in blood. It was a good job. It was a dark night. Walking through more people, exciting them and them him, the night eventually blurs into the wee small hours. Chapter's End. A message from Fire.